Welcome to the Sipping Point, where each week we explore the recipe for a delicious life. I'm your host, Lori Forster, the wine coach. I've made my mission in life to demystify wine one glass at a time. So expect a fresh and fun approach to the world of wine, spirits, food, and so much more. Well, anybody that knows me knows I loved beer way before I loved wine, okay? And I still enjoy it. So I'm so excited to have with me Steve Jones from Oliver Brewing Company. And maybe that name resonates with you or maybe it doesn't. But if you've been to the Pratt Street Ale House and you've had some of the beers brewed there, then you've had... Oliver Brewing Company beers. Steve is here to tell us a little bit about their expansion, what they make, and how he got from London to Baltimore to make beer. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks very much. Great head, to be here. Head brewer at Oliver Brewing Company. And that does sound a little English now that <laughs> yeah. I think of it, Oliver. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> how did you end up in Baltimore of all places? You didn't grow up in, in England saying, no, I can't you, wait to go to Baltimore. You, you sort of noticed uh, from my accent that I'm not from <laughs> around it. these parts. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm born and raised in England. I learned to brew in England for a company called the Firkin Brewery um, in the early 90s. I've been in Baltimore now for uh, some 15 years, I think. Okay. Uh, all of that time has been um, brewing Oliver beers. It, it was just chance that I, I managed to get to Baltimore. And as you say, no, I didn't wake up one morning and, and think... <laughs> I have to be in Baltimore tomorrow, but uh, I- I'm glad it happened. I, Me too. Uh, the Firkin Brewery in the late 90s was part of a big change in English brewing, and the company got bought out, and they closed all the breweries. So one day I was digging out a mash tun, the next day I was unemployed, and fate was on my side, um, fortunately, and two weeks later I was in Baltimore. I love it. Well, it's our gain for sure. <laughs> That's very kind. So of you've been doing this for quite some time. Um, what would years. you say, Oliver Brewing Company, if you were to give people, you know, just a a real quick idea of what your focus is and, and what you guys are really trying to do? I mean, you've been doing it for a while. You're not a new brewery uh-huh. yep. uh, by yep. any stretch, but you are getting bigger. And we're going to talk about your expansion. Mm-hmm. But what would you say is your focus at Oliver Brewing? Well, um, obviously, any brewer's focus is is brewing um, quality craft beers that appeal to the masses for the most part. Obviously, you know, beer is one of those things. People have different different palates, different tastes. But um, our particular niche, if you will, is English ales. Surprise, mm. surprise. So the, the, uh, <laughs> you don't know anything about that, the, though. <laughs> the, the actual the brewing equipment there, the, the brewery's been there since uh, 93. We just, uh, this past January, celebrated two year, 22 years of brewing at that location. All the equipment there was originally imported from England. It's a very mm. traditional English brewing system. We use English grain, English hops. So that is the focus. Um, okay. Being in a brew pub environment is great for me because it means, though, that while that is the core of our brands. We get to experiment a lot as well. The American craft brewing industry at the moment is just incredible. The the diversity. I know uh, it's exploding. The desire right? to experiment is is uh, really inspiring. So um, that allows me to sort of spread my wings, as it were, and just mm-hmm. do stuff that I wouldn't normally do. Certainly. When I left uh, England in '99, I wouldn't have imagined that I'd be brewing some of the beers that I brew today. Great, it's just from well, the environment around us. Yeah. Speaking of experimenting, I'd love to experiment with the beer in this glass. So, <laughs> yeah, well, there, you <laughs> know, we there's have. a glass in front of us. So, I thought I'd start very traditionally. As we, we're talking about my traditional English roots, 
brewing uh, Cascale for the Firkin Brewery. Um, this is called Dark Horse, and it's a traditional English dark mild. It's 3.8% ABV, so you would call it a session beer. Mm. Um, it's very, I love a dark session very, beer. Very, very, very moderately hot. There's very little hot bitterness in it. It's, uh, it's all about the malt. It's light-bodied but flavorful. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's originally um, very popular in uh, in Britain in the 17th century. Um, it was sort of the the beer of the workers, you know, uh, miners, steel workers. This was what they could drink after their shift. Right, they could drink a lot of it and still walk away mm-hmm. because it's it's nice low, and low in alcohol, and you know it hasn't got that aggressive bitterness that. A lot of American beers have got these days, so yeah. it's very easy drinking. Um, I love this because I love to find a nice session beer that has full flavor. Mm-hmm. I don't. It seems like all the session beers are the very light. You there's, know, there's just pilsners a, and all that kind of stuff, massive, and I don't like those massive session IPA movement at the moment, and they're just very heavily hopped. Yes, yeah, this is so to my smooth. palate takes away from the whole point of something, something that's easy drinking. Mm-hmm. I should mention as well, if I may, that um, a bunch of like-minded people have got together um, and started a mild May movement this year. Mm. First time in America. It's been going on in England as part of the campaign for real ale. Sort of a campaign to reintroduce mild because it was sort of a dying style. Mild? What do you call it? It's It's a mild ale. Mild ale. Uh, Okay. So um, uh, mildmonth.com, you can check out their website and they're trying to promote uh, um, breweries. To produce more milds and drinkers to actually go out and try them. I love that. It's a great thing that. for us. We brew it year round. Um, we're teaming up with a few of our friends at DC Brow and at uh, Duke Law to produce a, a couple of other milds. So okay. we'll have them on tap in uh, in May. Okay, great. Um, this is a totally off the wall question, uh-huh. <laughs> but I have to ask: Have you seen the show The Royals yet? I do not think so. Okay, you have to see it. I'm obsessed with it right now. It's on VH1 and it's like a little uh, I guess the writers thought of what it, it's behind the scenes of the royal family. Oh, really? Yes, yeah. yes. I, I, it's I quite have, uh, scandalous. I have two small children, so um, <laughs> I I don't watch much else but, but Dora the Explorer. These <laughs> guys, so. The map, the map. Yeah, I remember exactly, the days. All yes. right. Well, you know what? We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with Steve Jones from Oliver Brewing Company. We're going to taste another beer and find out about what's next for Oliver Brewing. We'll be right back on The Sipping Point. This is Lori Forster, the wine coach. We're back on The Sipping Point with Steve Jones from Oliver Brewing Company. I would say uh, you are quite experienced wine winemaker, beer maker. <laughs> wow, your, your 3.8 is going to my head already. Um, <laughs> beer maker, first in the UK now, of course, many, many years now already in Baltimore. Uh, we have a new beer. We'll talk about that in a second. But you are sort of maxing out at the Pratt Street Ale House yes, everything indeed. that you're making beer-wise. So you're looking to go big. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what the, are you doing? Um, Oliver Brewing Company has been uh, a brew pub for 22 years now. We've just got a little seven-barrel system, um, so we can just brew seven-barrel batches, which is a couple of hundred gallons, you know, just over a couple of hundred gallons. Um, We have three restaurants of our own, plus we distribute uh, in Maryland, um, D.C., and a bit in Northern Virginia as well, so it doesn't go a long way. We brew brew Monday through Friday every week, um, 
that's as much as we can make and we need more so uh, i know we, we like to drink our beer in baltimore yeah, don't yeah, we that, that's right <laughs> and uh, you know obviously with the explosion of uh, the craft craft brewing scene and uh, these days you know there's a there's a very large and expanded market for it so we need more capacity we need to get more beer out there's a couple of ways you can do it you can have it contract brewed somewhere else we obviously we don't want to do that um very fortunate that the owners of pratt street Owl house and the brewery are invested in the brewery and uh are putting a lot of money into a new production facility which is a 20 barrel system with wow. the capability of brewing uh, 40 barrel batches. So we're going to be putting out a lot, lot more beer. It's a very exciting time for us. And where will you be located, your new brewing um, It's uh, on Shannon Drive. It's about six miles away from where we are now, so more of an industrial area, not not downtown, unfortunately, like we are, but uh, property for for such a venture is, is you know, pretty scarce. Mm-hmm. We, it, it took us a long time to find this place, so we're, we're just happy. That's we're going to have a tasting room, so hopefully... Uh, when we're up and running there, people will be interested enough to come out and, and visit us. You should, like, run a little beer. bus from the Pratt Street yeah. Jailhouse and yeah. bring people over there. That would be perfect. Mm-hmm. Like a, you know, like a beer Uber yeah. or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can see it. All right. What do we have in our glass here? Let's talk about our next brew that okay, you brought Okay, so for this, us. this uh, has been a mainstay of Oliver Brewing Company um, for longer than I've been there. I've been there for 15 years. I think this has probably been there for most of the 22 years. It's called Iron Man Pale Ale. Of course, when I took over the brewery there, I, I tweaked it to my own own taste to sort of make it mine as as any brewer would. But uh, um, it's it's an English pale ale. Yes. Okay. Thank you. So it's it's a bit stronger than the typical English pale ales you would actually get in England. It's sort of you know bumped up a little bit for the American market, six point two percent. But it has all the authentic English characteristics that you'd expect from an English pale ale. It uh, it has good uh, malt body. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not as dry as as an American pale ale might be, and it's got um, those English earthy English hops. There's uh, you know earthy English, little bit of spice, but balanced as well. You know a lot of American IPAs. Right, this doesn't hit but, you over the head with the anything but balanced. You know, hops. there's there, there's there was this thing where you know it it, it seemed to be like uh, you know like war between brewers that who could squeeze as many hops into their IPA as possible. So, you know, it came to the point that it's like stripping the enamel off your teeth because there's so much bitterness there. And, you know, lots of people like that. American IPA is probably the biggest selling craft beer, you know, that style Mm -hmm. of beer. But, you know, I enjoy an IPA with some balance that's not as aggressively hopped. I mean, we, we... we make a stab, a fairly decent stab, I'd like to say, at an American IPA called Draft Punk, um, using a, those citrusy American hops. But the one we've got in front of us is is English. I really all, like this all the way it's, through. It's beautiful, and you get that finish of the hops, but it's very elegant, and it's not aggressive, as I, you meant. I don't know mentioned. if it's something to do with the sort of the British psyche, as it were, that that everything is is sort of. A little bit more subdued and mm. subtle, you know, if you go to England. Uh, although there's a lot of influence from the American craft breweries now, but, you know, traditional English ales, lower alcohol, more balanced. I like that. Thank you for your balance. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, if uh, folks want to pick up some of these beers, obviously we know they can go to the restaurants mm-hmm. to try them, but where, give us a couple of names in Baltimore or places they can Oh, well, you up. know, the the thing with craft beer is, you know, everybody rotates, so you'll you'll find it at most good craft beer bars at okay. some point. And if you don't, then go in and say, hey, 
Why haven't right. we got Oliver Brewing Company on tap? Because uh, we have a sponsor, Wine World. They're out in Abingdon, mm-hmm. um, and they have a growler station um, with over thirty different beers. Yeah, that, that you can that's get. a massive thing um, these days, you know. And uh, we're fortunate that the um, the Brewers Association of Maryland has fought very hard for um, for us in Annapolis to to change laws so that that places um, can get growler systems in mm-hmm. um, that breweries are better represented really marketed better so yeah there's a lot of places you know wine world as you say right. places like the wine source uh just just so many so many right. new places that yeah. you can you can pick beer up on growlers and all the classic bars like max's tap house you know or some of the right. new ones like the garage uh Mahaffey's in Canton tomorrow night. We've got a pint night there. We're going to have some nice. some cool stuff on tap. So. Cool. All right. Well, you I know you have one more cool mm-hmm. stuff, beer. Yep. <laughs> so why don't we sip on this Iron Man Pale Ale, and we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with Steve Jones, Oliver Brewing Company, on The Sipping Point. This is Lori Forster, the wine coach. Well, today I can be the beer coach, I guess. <laughs> Back with Steve Jones from Oliver Brewing Company. We are tasting your delicious beers. You've been making them in Baltimore here, I guess, of 15 years, we're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, so you mentioned that at the end of May, there's a, an amazing craft beer festival in Frederick, yes, Maryland, indeed. where people can come meet you and other craft brewers all the beers are only from the state of Maryland. That's correct. Uh, you guys have a great group called the Maryland Brewers the, Association. Yeah, Brewers Association of Maryland. And tell me a little bit about that. You, wh- what's the culture like amongst the brewers? Uh, it's it's great. Um, it's it's a rare industry in that although we're obviously all in competition for tap space, um, shelf space in liquor stores, there's um, a great camaraderie um, between the breweries. There's a real sense of community between nice. the breweries i think for the best part everyone gets on really well everyone's willing to help someone else share information share knowledge and uh, the brewers association helps do that with their their education program as well um which is great because you know uh making beer is one of those things you can never stop learning there's always, right. always something it's, new. To the learn. wine world is the same and uh, of course they also promote um Maryland craft breweries to the public in general and they have two big festivals a year the the spring festival in in Frederick May 30th as you said is mm-hmm. uh, is a really great event and uh, M- tickets are on sale now folks yeah mdcraftbeerfestival.com yep, is the I website mean. if you want to get tickets mm-hmm. the VIP is already sold out that's amazing uh, you guys gen- are on fire yep, general admission is uh, $30 um, you get a uh, tasting glass souvenir tasting glass I should say and six tokens uh, a token will get you a four ounce pour and then you can buy more tokens of course there's more than 25 uh, Maryland craft breweries. I want a roll breweries. of tokens. A <laughs> whole yeah. roll. More, more than 25 breweries represented. Obviously, the Maryland craft beer scene, like the, the craft beer scene in America in general, is exploding at the moment. So there's going to be just an amazing array of beer. Mm. It's going to be fantastic. Well, great. Well, you have a third brew that I we're going to taste called the Sea of Spears. What style okay, is well, this? So, so the first two beers were very traditional English one. This one, not. Uh, this is a red wheat ale, 6.8% ABV, which is um, entirely bittered with uh, American hops, uh, Centennial Citra nugget. Mm-hmm. 
It's quite interesting, I think. Um, you know, the, the wheat, you get this certain sort of... We use a lot of torrified wheat in England as well, and I use that in this too. Gives it a sort of biscuity quality. Mm. Then with the uh, those citrusy American hops, it, it gives it just this real nice fruitiness, I think. Um, Absolutely. And obviously the... Uh, it's a, as I said, it's a red wheat ale. We use um, some roasted wheats in it as well, which give it a nice colour. But but those, you get those gentle roast flavours as well in this. So now, yeah, when you're brewing beer, because in the wine world, we're so at least myself and some of us focus on pairing with food. Mm-hmm. It's a big uh, to me. You know, wine comes alive with the right pairing and over a meal and conversation. Is that thought process going on for you as a brewer as well? Are you thinking about what food might go with this? Or? Uh, to, to be honest, no, not even slightly <laughs> denied. No, no but um, but yeah, it's but it is a very important thing, and um, beer pairing dinners are quite eye opening for me. I I never think of it when I'm brewing. It's funny what influences me when I'm brewing is actually music, not food. Mm. We a lot of the beers we make are inspired um, by what we listen to in the brewery. We Our brewing day is uh, 10 hours long, so we listen to music for 10 hours, mostly sort of heavy rock, heavy metal. That's what, I was going to say drives. the Bee Gees, or what uh, are you listening yeah, to? Yeah, <laughs> not, not so much uh, disco, but, but mostly, uh, I mean, and this beer is a fine example of that. This beer okay. is inspired by a song um, called Sea of Spears by a band called The Sword out of ah. Texas, and is actually um, officially sanctioned by that band as well now, so we can nice. use their logo on our promotional material and such. So we do a lot of that sort of thing, in, and pretty much all of the the one-off brews that we get to do in the brew pub are named after songs. We brewed 53 different beers last year. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's really difficult thinking of names for beers, if you just, <laughs> it, you know, unless you just call it another red ale or something. So, you know, it just... You know, sometimes I'm just listening to something and I think, wow, that, you know, that song title, that'd be a great name for a, a beer. And then as soon as you've got that, that song, you've got something in mind, it almost writes the recipe for that beer. You know, I listened to this song and then that's interesting. That, that beer came out of it. I've had so people talk about music so much, and wine. Although it's important and, and you, can, you can carefully choose a beer to pair with food and it's incredible. Right. But that's not what influences me when I'm brewing it. Okay. You just let the beer stand by itself, and someone mm-hmm. else can figure out. Yeah, the food and, and exactly. Um, and we, we just we just did a beer pairing dinner at Pratt Street with our friends from Duke Law. I didn't have any influence on the uh, the food pairings, other than um, our chef um, approached me about them and asked my opinion. Um, but everything he did was just incredible. That's great. So, so this style. Can we compare it to anything else that people might have tasted before, or is it kind of a um, a little I, bit of a I hybrid? Don't know, you know, and and that's another thing. Style guidelines these days. I try not to brew beer apart from if I'm brewing something traditionally English, like a mild. Then it's very important to me that I get it right, and it it is a traditional uh, mild. But but these days, anything new you want to do, I don't no, worry about. All bets about. are off. You yeah. do whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. I you know, like that. Um, you know, as long as you you have a an end point in mind, you know, you know what you want to get out of it, then then mm-hmm. just go for it. So, you know, I I don't really think of another beer that I would compare it to. Right. Um, it's one of a kind. Know, it's just. Well, I'm sure there's something out there. I I don't know what it is, but you know, I just like to you know. With most brewers, we brew for our own tastes. So, 
I hope that other people are going to like what we make, but you know, we brew things that we want to drink. You know, I, that's that's the best way to do. As it, you think, should, you know? yeah. If, if you, you start worrying about what everybody wants from you, then I think you're you're diluting the essence of of what craft beer is in mm-hmm. the first place. And that is the nice thing about the world of beer, as opposed to sometimes the world of wine can be a little bit more stuffy mm-hmm. and a little bit more uptight and rules and, uh, but. You know, even American winemaking, we have so much more freedom mm-hmm. than they do in Europe. And good and bad things can happen with that freedom. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, um, it breeds innovation. But, mm-hmm. you know, at, at some points, there, you know, there's a fine line between innovation and just brewing something for the sake of it. That's right. not really going to... Well, there's anything, out. you know, there, there are just some attitudes or some... Things that go on in the world of wine. I do a comedic wine tasting show where I use a little of my stand-up comedy and wine education <laughs> together. Because there's some things that drive me crazy about the world of wine, right? Uh-huh. Um, what about the world of beer? Is there anything that you're like, this has got to stop? There, oh, yeah, there are, <laughs> there are many things. And, uh, yeah, you probably don't want to get me started on that because <laughs> I don't think we've got time. There, there, are, all sorts of, there are all sorts of things from just the... Just the naming of bit, you know the the whole hop, really? hop pun names drive me nuts. I, I can't stand <laughs> them, and you know it makes me want to slap someone. And there's the the India Pale Ale, very traditional beer. It was made for a reason. It's called what it's called for a reason, right? But now it's just the India part of it is is a prefix for anything that's got more hops in, you know. So. There's an India pale lager, and it, it oh. makes no sense to me. And and just using the word imperial to represent um, a stronger version of something because a Russian imperial stout used to exist, and it was a stronger okay. version of a stout. You know, it's just, it, I think it's nonsense, you know, but, yeah, I, I get started. I'm not, <laughs> not going to stop, especially if, if we drink a few more of these. All uh, right. Well, I guess we'll have to do an after-the-show show, <laughs> and that's when we can really say what we think. <laughs> Well, Steve Jones from Oliver Brewing Company. This has been amazing. Three delicious beers. I'd have to say I probably would have this last one, the Sea of Spears, with a meal. But I'd probably drink the Dark Horse if I just felt like having a few mm-hmm. beers. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. All right. <laughs> well, great. Thank you so much for being on the oh, show. Thank you you so can much. Google him, Oliver Brewing Company. You guys yeah, have we're, a. We're on Twitter um, and Instagram. Yeah, what's your handle? And Oliver Brewing? No, Oliver Ailes. Oliver Ailes, mm-hmm. at Oliver Ailes. Mm-hmm. So tweet him up and he'll tell you what really drives him crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of starting a separate uh, Twitter handle for that. So an anonymous one. I love it. All right. Well, thank you so much. They're oh, all delicious. We'll be you. right back on The Sipping Point. This is Lori Forster, the wine coach. Today's show about beer was very inspiring. I inspire you to head down to the Pratt Street Ale House and have a glass of the delicious Oliver Brewing beers. Dark Horse, that's the one I recommend. Anyway, all the info is going to be at thewinecoach.com. Check it out. Mark your calendar. June 5th, I'm doing my Something to Wine About comedic wine tasting show at Crow Vineyard in the Chestertown, Maryland area. Go to my website, thewinecoach.com. You can get all the info. The weather is nice. We finally arrived and made it through the winter. And the patios opened at the Oregon Grill. So give them a call at 410-771-0505 to make a reservation. 
They have specials in the bar every day. They also have the amazing patio where you can get lunch and dinner. And on Sundays, brunch, where they have their bacon-infused vodka. Parking is no problem. Next week, we will be back to explore the recipe for a delicious life. Special thanks, as always, to our sponsors, Sheehy Lexus of Annapolis, Wine World, The Oregon Grill, and our newest sponsor, Hair of the Dog Wine and Spirits.